Designed by Wingnut Social is brought to you by Wingnut Social, the leading interior design and home pro digital marketing agency. We know it works so you don't have to. Learn more at wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey, welcome back to Design by Wingnut Social. This is Nicole. I'm the producer of the podcast. And Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2024. New year, new us. But today's episode is not new. It's actually one of our favorites of 2023. But we thought this would be a really good one to start the year off on, mostly because as we enter the new year, we're probably thinking about making some kind of changes in our lives or our businesses. Well, today's guest is perfect for this because she made a very big change in her career last year and it's really paid off. She was in a totally different career path and she decided to take the leap and start her own design firm. Since then, she's had tons of success and has grown really quickly in just, you know, a couple of months. She's incredibly talented and a serious hard worker and that is a big part of how she has become so successful so quickly. And when it came to the social media piece, she decided to take things to the next level by getting a little help from us. She took the Instagram for Interior Designers course course that we offer. And she talks about some of the benefits of that in this episode as well. So you can check that out at wingnutsocial.com. For now, enjoy the episode and we'll be back really soon with a brand new one. Hope you enjoy it and happy new year. Hey there, Ashley Marks. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? I'm good, Darla. How are you? I'm doing really, really well today. And I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your flexibility here because I, I I can't remember what ailment <laughs> got okay. to me when to reschedule. Probably this migraine I'm still nurturing, but it's okay. I'm alive and I'm healthy and I'm very happy that you're here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. No, of course. And you and I are kindred spirits in the way that we had a previous career. And we said, you know what? Hmm, maybe not so much. Interior design's looking hella attractive. Let's go do that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're, we're soul sisters there in that. So tell us a little bit about what you used to do. And we'll get into what you're doing now and how the hell all that happened. Sure. Okay. So my name is Ashley Marks. I'm the owner and principal designer of Marks Living Co. Interior Design Studio. My studio is located in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. So if you're not familiar, obviously with that city, it is about three hours south of Toronto. And we are right across the border from Detroit, Michigan. I was a nurse for about the last 10 years. And how interior design really kind of started was my husband and I had built our first home about five or six years ago. And that kind of started to unleash um, the whole design aspect. And as the years passed, I had friends kind of asking me like, hey, I'm building a house or hey, we're, you know, we're getting our bathroom and redesigning it. Can you help us with that? And then it kind of helped with our led to like um, family asking, hey, can you help me with this and with that? And then before you know it, word of mouth started spreading. And then I was having random people asking me for help with their projects. And then about a year ago, my husband and I had gone on vacation and we really had some time to sit down and talk about uh, my career and kind of where I was heading. So I spent the last 10 years working in the hospital and I really wasn't enjoying it the last few years. I had done a transition to work part-time in a clinic to see if that would kind of help, but I still really felt like my cup was really half full and yeah. I wasn't I wasn't happy anymore doing nursing and I really wanted to do um, design, but I was scared to make that jump. And then about a year ago, we, we had some really tough conversations and we decided, you know what, let's head into this direction. You know, I'm really feeling that, right? Because I did this same thing. I had a 
I was a police sergeant for Miami-Dade Police Department for 18 years. I was sergeant for like eight of that. And, you know, nursing and being a police officer, those are pretty secure jobs. They are, for right? sure. They yep. have health insurance. There's job security. The, the world's never not going to need either of those. So the the concept of leaving that behind and going to an interior design career, much less opening your own is incredibly frightening. It's it really is. intimidating. So yeah. so what was it that was it really just the nursing just wasn't that fulfilled? For me, the the police work wasn't that fulfilling and I felt the calling to be happy. Right. You know, to do something that I loved. Is that something similar? Was there I feel like things kind of shifted once I had my first child and mm. I went back after maternity leave. So in Canada we actually get twelve months of maternity leave. So I took the full twelve months and then when I went back I was doing swing shifts, so two weeks of days, two weeks of uh, of night shift. And then I was leaving my husband at night with um, our little one, and she'd be <laughs> up all hours throughout the night. I'm getting Snapchats in the middle of the night of them watching TV. And and then actually we um, continued our family, and I had twin daughters after that about two years later. So uh, that oh. was extremely hard going back to work after that one. And mm. when I went back, we knew I couldn't do full-time. Um, it would be way too much with the kids. So I had jumped down to part-time and um, it was just still really hard with midnights. Midnights is a really hard one with family yes. and with um, child care. So that's kind of when I made the jump, like, let's try a clinic job. You know, it's three days a week, it's daytime hours, you know, not as stressful. And it, it worked for a little bit. I would say for about six months, you know, I was happy. We got into a really good routine. I was spending a lot more time with the kids. And then it was always just in the back of my mind, like, I don't feel excited going to work. My husband yeah. is very fortunate. He has an amazing career. And I wanted something like that. Like, I've never heard him complain once about having to go to work. And I wanted something like that for myself. What does he do just for those considering a career? <laughs> yeah, right. He um, manages a branch for, um, I don't know how to explain it, kind of like for a construction company that deals okay. with um, concrete manholes for um, underground for massive construction projects. I don't know. I tell that people he cool. sells concrete. Uh, that sounds good to me. <laughs> but he sells he holes it. in the ground. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was... Um, a fulfillment kind of issue um, that you wanted to do interior design, but also logistics. Yeah. With three little kids. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And okay. I so I was always questioning mm -hmm. myself, like, is this it? Like, I, you know, traditionally, I, I was raised in a family um, where, you know, you find your career, you do your 30 years, you get your full pension, and then you retire. Sure. I kept picturing, like, I don't see myself doing this, you know, 25 years from now. It's super scary to go into something, especially, um, you know, opening your own business, not, you know, really working for anyone anymore. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit, because you didn't just say, I want to go to design school. I want to work for another interior designer. You're just like, you know, I already have inquiries. I already have side jobs. I already am doing some work here. Let's just go ahead and open up a shingle. So that that is a huge, incredible leap. Why did you decide to just go balls to the wall there and do your whole shingle situation instead of working for someone else? Or You know, I feel like I did have a lot of knowledge. I feel like I've been very successful in the designs that I have done and the feedback that I've received from my clients. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, let's give it a try. You know, let's give it six months, see where I go. And worst comes to worst, worst case scenario, I can find someone to work for. And, you know, if design doesn't work for whatever reason, I'm a nurse. I can find a job anywhere this day. 
That's true. You have yep. a very good yep. fallback. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> a very yeah. good plan B. Yep. And, I, and I will say that your work is stunning. Thank you. I mean, you, you do Thank not you. look like someone who just opened up their firm on September the right. 1st. You're, um, <laughs> tell, the, tell the audience where they can go to see your work on Instagram real quick. Yes. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is at Mark's Living Co. And my website mm-hmm. is also markslivingco.com. Yeah, some really beautiful work. So I am not surprised at all. You're very welcome that you are already getting inquiries or you've already uh, taken off. And you speaking of taking off, the reason that you're a guest on the show is because you DM'd us because you are a Wingnut Academy student. You actually picked up our course Instagram for interior designers and you gave us some incredible feedback on that course. And I was at your something to I'm paraphrasing, but something to the effect of I just want you guys to know that I launched my business on September 1st after being a full time nurse and making that leap. And I already have signed huge projects after taking your Instagram for interior designers course. Yep. And I was like, whoa, yes, this is great. This is, this is, this is what we do. This is why we do this. So you just launched your business on September the 1st. Yes. So tell me how the, the Instagram for designers course has helped you with that and what kind of ROI you've, you've received from that already. Cause I, I think it's pretty, pretty big, right? It is. Yep. And I've had really great engagement since, um, launching my page and I've had a ton of leads come in and I've landed some pretty big projects for spring of 2024. And I really don't think I would be here today if I didn't take this course. Wow. That that is incredible. And you completed the whole course. You got your little certificate. I didn't get my, (laughs) I didn't get my certificate. I think I'm missing like little bits and pieces here and there, but I have gone through pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you are one of those people. I always like to say there's two types of, of people, right? There's the people that'll roll up their sleeves, you know, get the elbow grease out and just dig in and DIY it, take the notes and do all the research and, and do it like what you've done here. And then there's the clients who are just like, I, okay, this, this looks great. You do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're the type, you're the type that we created Instagram for interior designers for, and you're just, I can't, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed. So when you say huge projects for spring of 2024, what's the scope? What do they look like? Like you're knocking a house down and you're building it right back up. Yeah. The whole house, the whole house. Yeah. So they're keeping the foundation. Um, I'm not sure how it works in the United States, but in Canada, (laughs) if you want to keep your property taxes low, you have to keep at least a few existing foundation walls and you can build off of that. And, um, yeah, a lot of people are kind of leading into the, the more renovation era instead of a new build construction. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, that... interest rates these days are a little crazy. So using home equity for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. And that's a good point because I know a lot of, a lot of interior designers are a little concerned about the economy and some of the uh, economic indicators. And I had a, a conversation with Warren Schulberg about the state of the furnishings industry. This is just a quick aside. And my, um, <clears throat> perception, right, of things going on is kind of like COVID light, because people are keeping their houses, not buying new houses, not refinancing new houses that they're looking inward and still restoring, remodeling and refinishing. And all the design builders, build firms that I know and uh, pool, you know, manufacturers, painters are, are booked. They're booked for people doing just that. And there is, there's work for everyone still. Um, yeah. I don't really feel like it's slowed down in regards to renovations. I think in mm-hmm. our area, new builds uh, construction has slowed down a little bit. Um, but we do get a lot of um, clients that are coming from the Toronto area that are making, you know, 1.6 million on a two bed, one bath condo. And then they're taking all of that money and building a house here for, nice. you know, a, a portion of that price. 
Yeah. That's all. That's awesome. And you, so it sounds like you fired up at just the right time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I spent really, once we made this decision that, you know, we were going to, I shouldn't say we, me, I was going to open a studio with my, you know, with my husband's support that I spent this entire last year, just business planning from, you know, A to Z of the business to make sure mm-hmm. that I had every aspect of my business situated. And, you know, um, first impressions are huge to me. And I want to make sure that when I opened, I didn't seem unprofessional or I didn't have any of my processes together. So really spent that last year and, um, the Instagram for interior designers course really helped with that. That's incredible. I love to hear that. And I have to say that is where we part ways because I didn't plan that well. (laughs) I was just like, screw it. I'm done being a cop. Here's my two weeks. And uh, all right. I mean, we did, I did do some side stuff and I started the business, but systems and processes and all that, man, we did, we learned the hard way. So I love that. So my advice, and I'm sure yours would be as well, is to not just say, screw it, give your two weeks, but to plan that out. Yeah. I mean, the, the original plan was next spring I was going to launch. Mm-hmm. And then, um, actually it was just, um, Later in the summer, I knew my position was going to be changing a little bit and I'd be working with a different population and it'd be a different location. So we kind of thought like, you know what? I have pretty much everything together. I was just waiting for some last minute photography to come in, but you know what? Like, let's do it. Like I'm, I'm ready. Like, you know, yeah. let's take the and risk. Now look, and now look, you have projects yeah, yeah. lined up, right? Yeah, so that worked exactly. out. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's go back a little bit and tell me about your, your self-taught designer, right? Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you learn enough to get the confidence to go into do a a design firm to open up your own firm to do this for other people? So I did receive a diploma from the Interior Design Institute. Okay, Um, nice. So it's a 12 month online kind of self-led project. And I'm telling you every single day, if I was home, I was on that computer. We agreed that, you know, take a little bit of sacrifice. And we had put our children into daycare a few more days a week. And I worked day in and day out. Like I worked into, you know, wee hours of the morning to get it done. And I had finished the program in just over two months. I worked extremely hard on it while working with three kids. So, I mean, if I can do it, anyone can do it. (laughs) You're what we call an overachiever. Yes. And you know what? I just, I'm very goal oriented and I knew like, you know what, this is what we're going to do. And I'm going to give a hundred percent of my effort into it. And did you apply what you learned at the Interior Design Institute to the decorating and design of your own home that you put on social or was that before? It was uh, it was kind of a mix of both. So I have work from beforehand and I have work during and after. Um, I feel like it was important for me just to have a piece of paper just to show that I have some sort of credential. Did I really need it? No, I don't think I really did. There are some things that I learned for sure, but a lot of it was educating myself, you know, on my calendar every single week I had a topic that I wanted to self-research. So if it was learning about windows, one whole week I spent researching windows. One whole wow. week I, I searched um, hardware, kitchen hardware, mm-hmm. bathroom hardware, faucets, um, doors, lighting, anything you can think of. I had researched every single topic. Yeah, that that's that's crazy. You're incredibly committed and diligent and sounds very disciplined. Yeah, I have really big plans for, you yeah. know, my business and I know where I want to see it go. So, you know, I just have to to grind and, you know, really prove myself to um the community that I know what I'm doing and, you know, I can give you a great um and product. 
Are you an interior designer looking to expand your reach and attract more clients? Well, we've got just the solution for you. Wingnut Social is the leading social media marketing agency designed exclusively for interior designers. Picture this, your stunning designs showcased to a vast online audience, generating buzz and capturing the attention of potential clients. With Wingnut Social, you can transform your social media presence into a powerful marketing tool. Wingnut Social understands the unique challenges faced by interior designers when it comes to social media marketing. That's why they've created a comprehensive strategy tailored specifically to your needs. With Wingnut Social, you'll have access to expertly crafted content strategies, custom tailored for the interior design industry. Say goodbye to those days of staring blankly at your screen, wondering what to post next. Wingnut Social takes care of that for you, ensuring your posts are engaging, relevant, and captivating. But it doesn't stop there. Wingnut Social also provides in-depth analytics, allowing you to track the performance of your social media campaigns. Discover which posts are resonating with your audience, identify new trends, and make data-driven decisions to maximize your marketing efforts. And the best part? Wingnut Social offers personalized coaching and support. Our team of social media experts will guide you every step of the way, sharing insider tips and tricks to elevate your brand and increase your online visibility. So why wait? Take your interior design business to new heights with Wingnut Social. Visit wingnutsocial.com today to learn more. Wingnut Social, where stunning designs meet social media success. Yeah, for sure. Now, let me ask you in Canada, because it might be different. I don't know. In the United States, having to have a degree or a license or your NCIDQ is different from state to state in order to have an interior design business. In Canada, where you are, did you have to have that that? that certificate or that so um, what they have in place here is they have a title protection law so Mm -hmm. I can't walk around and call myself an interior designer I can call myself a principal designer a designer Um, I can't communicate with clients saying I am an interior designer but I can Mm -hmm. communicate with my clients that I offer um, interior design services um, interior home decorating services um, semantics yeah 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 but (laughs) But it's not semantics as well but yeah Yeah. I know that there's it's touchy over here sometimes in the states because you have interior designers who did the for a full four years and yes. they have their ncidq and yeah. then you have people who are self-taught like me who are, might offhand say interior designer interior decorator so that it that does get a little touchy and sometimes we get lost in the semantics and of course we mean no disrespect <clears throat> at all it's just some um, yeah, it's just it seems to be casually thrown around but it's not it's not a casual thing no i and i take it very seriously and i respect those that went and got their degree in interior yeah, design sure. um i did actually inquire with a few different local interior designers um, who have their degree. And I kind of, you know, told them what I want to do and, you know, what kind of route I should go in. And a lot of it was if you're planning on going into hospitality or commercial industry, Mm, you want to have your degree. But if you're saying residential or small business style, that's okay. But what I always do is if I have a larger project and make it very clear, I can't stamp my own drawings. My drawings are for reference only and they need to consult with an architect or an art or an engineer. Right. That's what I did as well. Right. But I also hired uh, interior designers who were certified under my umbrella. So in case I decided, you know, hey, can we, you know, do something insane? They could keep me in check. You know, big picture kind of thing was was how I did it. So speaking of, have you, is it just a team of one right now? Have you already hired? It's just me. Um, I do hire out certain services virtually. If I have Mm -hmm. clients that want hyper-realistic renderings, um, I give them my renderings and have them um, turn to a realistic form for them. But otherwise, right now I'm doing everything by myself. 
I do feel in a few years, um, I want to do larger scale projects. So I would like mm -hmm. to hire on, you know, a couple members of my team, you know, one that can help with just, um, uh, with reception, with just phone mm -hmm. calls and emails, and then also having an assistant. So if for whatever reason I can't be there, that I have someone that's going to, you know, back me up and do those site visits or, um, you nice. know, finish up those projects for me. My first hire was a bookkeeper. Do you have one of those? I don't. I am the bookkeeper. But what I did, <laughs> what I did do is we have a small business association for my area. So I had reached out and it's a free service that they offer kind of certain things that um, you should be aware of when opening a business, as well as going into the um, into the accounting portion. I do have all of my own separate accounts. I don't have anything that's related or like tied into my home. It's all separate business accounts. And my husband's actually really great <laughs> with numbers. So that kind of helps as well. That's that's always good. It's important to be good with numbers of which I am not all the time. I have a fractional CFO for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, I'm going to back up a little bit because you did say that you reached out to fellow interior designers in the community. And my experience when I launched my firm in 2017, 2018, I can't even remember, um, was that the, my fellow interior designers were incredibly helpful and knowledgeable and giving. Uh, it wasn't in person. It was in the forums, on the Facebook groups, you know, on the business to business Facebook groups. Did, did you have that same experience? Did you have a mentor in particular that helped you out? Uh, no, I didn't have anyone in particular that helped okay. out. Um, it was just kind of more in the beginning phases of really learning if I should go the degree route or do a okay. diploma. Um, but other than that, no, I just found, you know, kind of researching and, you know, looking at other people's social medias, their websites and their services. Um, Rebecca Hay, she's Love from Toronto. Yeah. And yeah, she's been a huge help as well. Um, I am on um, her designer meetups forum she's on Facebook. Great. So it's really hard to find um, communication with designers in Canada. I find it's easy to communicate with um, American mm -hmm. designers, but I find in Canada, there's a little bit of a lack of um, huh. communication between one another. And I don't know why that is, but Rebecca Hayes' um, Facebook group has been yeah. extremely helpful for, for, for you me. folks yeah. who are yeah. uninitiated. Rebecca Hayes has been on our show. That'll be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com. And I actually just recorded an interview again for her show that's coming up. She is good people and she knows her stuff. I she love is. her. Yes. And she, she wants all the designers. They want, she wants them to know everything. She wants them to know all the processes, how to price everything, um, you know, dealing with conflicts and resolutions. And she really is there to really help everyone in the community. All right. If you guys want to find out more information about Rebecca Hay, sorry, I said Hayes, Rebecca. I still love you. I hope you still love me. RebeccaHayDesigns.com. You can find out everything there. She's the real deal, folks. She's super, super smart. And let me tell you something, a great interviewer. I wish I had her interview skills. She's so good. Okay, so you mentioned that you found help in your area, but maybe not so much. But here in the States, on, on the Facebook groups, I had a lot of help. And like Ivy, who was a software, an interior design software, I think they're now with Howls. They, had a, they used to have a really good Facebook group, and everybody was so incredibly helpful. That made a huge difference. So as you know, probably know, um, systems and processes, you know, having everything consistent and having a really well organized process for working with clients, especially if you're doing a design build, right, are super important. So is it is it Rebecca that gave you the resources for your all of that that set up or? It's not. It was all just self-researching and kind of seeing, um, you know, how I want my process to 
processes to look. Um, for all of my documents, I want them to all look um, the same and I want them to blend well. So I purchased templates from IDCO Studio and that's for all of my investment guides, my welcome guides, um, where I really fully detail, um, you know, all of my prices and my processes, how to communicate with me. And I use the same for all of my trades and builders, builders as well. And um, I use Dubsado for my CRM management um, applications. Um, and a lot of it is just honestly just guessing and hoping and, you know, doing my research to see which apps are the best. And, you know, like I said, I spent the last year really perfecting my processes. So, you know, all of my documents are in place. Um, I even, you know, when I meet with a new trade or a new contractor, um, I have welcome guides for them that I completely customize based on the type of trade that they're offering. And, um, you know, having those templates has really helped me for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, you had all your ducks in a row. So when we say you launched September 1st, I mean, that was a year in planning to September 1st. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah. let's get back to your Instagram account and you fact that you've mastered that thanks to Instagram for interior designer, shameless plug. How, how many leads are you getting from Instagram? How, how is, you know, what does that look like for you on a weekly or monthly basis? Um, so since I just opened, I didn't have any leads my first two weeks. So I would say from September 1st to September 14th, I didn't have any leads come in, but then after September 14th was my, my first lead. And then it seems about one to two per week week. And some, some aren't great fits. Um, you know, I do offer a complimentary discovery call and I do interview my clients to make sure that we're a great fit for each other. And, you know, I really want to give them the end product that they deserve. And, you know, some are great fits for, for me and every single one of my leads have come from Instagram. Yeah. And, and that's insane. So what would you say to those interior designers who are saying they are just not getting leads from Instagram? It's it's useless. You know, before I opened up my business Instagram page, I feel like I'm quite a tech savvy person. And I've had Instagram since, you know, they they first opened. And um, even though I'm great with a personal account, I am not great with a business account. And they are two totally separate programs. And, you know, having the course really taught me just how to just simply filling out my bio. I would have never known how to get my phone number and my email to be put into the contact information. Like when I learned how to do that, I told my husband, I'm like, just that little bit of the, the two minute part of that course has paid, has paid for itself a thousand times over because I would have never known how, how people can call me or email me without accessing my website. So that's wow, huge. Good to know. So basic from yeah. really basic. So that was just helpful. Super yeah. basic. And I am quite tech savvy. It's just little things that I, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, I love it. That's that's <laughs> yeah, because we take it for granted because we know we do it all day long that, you know, people really don't know how to walk themselves through with optimizing their bio and setting everything up. So, yes. Yeah. The bio was another huge one. You know, um, I had my, my username is Mark's living co and, you know, making sure that no one else pops up. I wouldn't have guessed how to, you know, how to do that or, you know, plugging my name in. Cause at no, at one point, um, I had Mark's living co as, as my name on the page, but I shouldn't have to pop up twice. You know, people need to know what my name is, you know, who do they call me by? You know, my name is Ashley. <laughs> So, you know, what I offer, you know, and those certain lines, you know, having my link in bio, there's so many things that I wouldn't have known to, you know, improve my search engine optimization on, on Instagram. I love it. And are you going in and, and engaging and keeping it th those fires stoked? I yeah, am. it's a lot of work, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And every week it is a lot of work, but you know, every week I kind of test 
test the algorithm a little bit. Um, you know, I've just started getting into like engaging more with my followers. Um, I've actually sent private messages that are a little bit more personalized to my followers who have liked consistently um, my photos and, you know, reaching nice. out to them and I have a few things written on here. Yeah, my engagement strategies, um, even, you know, the ads manager is a really big one. I would have thought just to promote my, my posts on Instagram, I had no idea about ads manager. And, you know, I've been creating different campaigns to kind of see which ones do better. And yeah, on a weekly basis, I do different campaigns to kind of see, you know, which one had a higher engagement rate. And, you know, I find sometimes Instagram, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a test, but I think, you know, as the months go on, I'll get, you know, a little bit more comfortable with which ones do better. Like, what should I post? And yeah. Where did you fall on that? Like how much percentage original work and or testimonials or video part? Did you get that mix figured out? I, I try and post a picture of myself once every three lines, like typically once every nine posts. I want people when they open my profile, they see at least one photo of me. And I feel like people are a little bit more relatable. I want them to feel like they know me. And the rest, it's all 100% my work that I'm posting. I feel like I have a lot of content to share. So at this point, I don't really need to, um, you know, borrow posts from anyone else to repost their stuff. Um, I feel like I have enough on my own to do. And, you know, that's part of, you know, the, the creation content planning is really planning ahead of time what I'm going to be posting. I, I have, you know, the next three months planned out what I'm going to be posting. That's very rare because usually interior designers who are so brand new don't have content. That's always a challenge. So kudos. Terrific. Thank you uh, for sharing that. So uh, my last question before we get into the fire round is what would you say to the listeners who are listening right now? I guess that's redundant, who are thinking about taking the leap, but just quite haven't had that, you know, push. Um, I think the first one is financials. Obviously, you don't want to quit your job today if you don't have the financials to support yourself for at least the next six months. Um, but I really do suggest, you know, take that leap. If you already have enough knowledge in the field and you have already um, existing customers, you know, take that jump, take that risk. And then, you know, always have a fallback plan. You know, if it doesn't work, give yourself three months, six months, have that fallback plan that if it doesn't happen, then, you know, then you have that fallback. But, you know, it's it's a week by week basis. You know, I've questioned myself probably a thousand times over the last year. You know, like, is it going to work? No, it's not going to work. And then one week, yes, it's going to work. And you know what? You don't know unless you take that risk. And I'm so happy that I took that risk because I don't know, you know, if I would have ever opened ever. I think I would have stayed in my career and I would have never been fully happy in doing what I'm doing every day. I love it. And very inspirational, Ashley. I, I, I just absolutely love it to see someone who took that leap and is killing it. And a lot of solopreneurs or potential business people get that paralysis by analysis, right? But you took that year, you studied, you got everything in a row, and now look at you. And it's not to say everything's going to be perfect, probably, or there's not going to be some learning curves, but you are, you've are you set yourself up for success. All right, Ashley, now I have to ask you, are you ready yes. for the What Up Wing That Round? Yes. All right. Okay, here we go. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Everything happens for a reason. It is Love a motto it. that I have stood by for years and years. Um, you know, my husband and I have fallen on hard times before. And, you know, you really question things that you're doing. And we've always said everything happens for a reason. And, you know, things have always turned around for us. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, you're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one food forever. Your favorite food, I should say. What is it? Lasagna. You have your protein, your carbs, and your dairy all in one. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you are a survivor. All right. Last but not least, please recommend a book that's impacted you either personally or professionally. So I'm not a huge book reader, but over the <laughs> okay. summer, I did read a book called Make Life Beautiful by Sid and Shay McGee. And oh, okay. it was extremely inspirational to see where Shay McGee really started in her career way back into her college days and seeing where she's ended up now. And it's a brutally honest book. It tells you all the mistakes that they've made and all their financial hardships and then um, seeing where they really are successful today. Yeah, they are a success story. They, they, they truly are. And I would not be surprised to see the Ashley Mark show sometime on some channel <laughs> I would love somewhere. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Ashley Marks, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you again, and we will call it a day. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at Marks Living Co., Facebook, um, Marks Living Co., and my website is MarksLivingCo.com. Thank you so much for reaching out with that DM yes. about the course. I, yes. I love it. Take the course. It's well worth it. <laughs> I never knew Ashley Marks before this. She reached out. She DM'd us. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Not only is your story amazing in and of itself, you just opened up this firm, you're booked, you have the size of the projects for a brand new interior designer blows my mind. I just, That's incredible. All right. That's the first thing. And then the second piece, of course, is that our course, our course that we produced here at Wingnut Social, Instagram for Interior Designers, played a key role in this happening for you. My goodness, you can imagine the happy dancing that went on when I received that DM. Just so incredible. And of course, I was like, we have to have you on the show. First of all, how the hell did you do this? This is crazy that you're booked out this far. And of course, self-servingly, I want to tell you guys how impactful Instagram for Interior Designers is. It is the real deal. We we held nothing back in that course. And you can find out more information about that at wingnutsocial.com. That's Wingnut Academy. I don't really have to say anything else. Ashley said it all for us. It works. It works. It's a no-brainer, folks. All right. That's enough of shameless plugs, but it is a shameless plug that is going to help you make money. So is it a shameless plug? Maybe still, yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to tune in every Monday and Wednesday for our new episodes. And until next time, get out there, get uncomfortable. And you know what? What the hell? Be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. But that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. If you're getting ready to launch your interior design business, you're not going to want for anything in life. Your wish is granted. All right, kids. Today we have a very special show and today's guest, Ashley Marks. Why do I feel like I should have said guests instead of guests? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? Good boy, Mango.